Welcome back to the Aviation RC New Podcast. You found us. My name is Joe. And I'm Matt. We're here to be with you along your journey and to share our experiences in RC Aviation. If you have any questions, thoughts, or want to share a flight story, hit us up at aviationrcnoob at gmail.com. Now, buckle in. Let's take off. All right, it's episode 28. Are you going somewhere? Uh, Are we? Yeah. Uh, well, I hope so. I know I'm going I'm going somewhere, and I'm hoping you can join me. <laughs> We're going to go to Flight Fest, if we can. Um, okay. I've already set up to go. Uh, it is, we're coming up on the month of July. Right now we're recording this at the end of June. And midway through July, uh, Flight Test has its annual fly-in um, up in Malvern, Ohio. And uh, so June, uh, July 15th through the 18th, uh, you go up, camp, mm-hmm. fly, have fun, build stuff, break stuff, combat stuff, smash stuff. Have a good time. Meet people. Nice. Yeah. And so if we get a chance, uh, it took me a handful of years when I started of you know, kind of watching different people's videos and, of course, their promotional stuff. I mean, there's a lot of fun things that seem to be happening there. Uh, and I took a trip out there a handful of years ago, and it was awesome. Uh, it was a good time. Um, and I would love – and I feel like uh, if you're new to this hobby and you've learned how to build stuff – flight test style, um, that is, uh, that is a fly-in that is friendly to the noob uh, probably the mm-hmm. friendliest fly-in to the noob I've ever been to. And, and I'm not saying like, you know, your local club doesn't warmly invite you and make sure that you're having a great time too. Um, cause absolutely, you know, and there's a bunch of different places, uh, different fly-ins and different, uh, flying events that you can go to that are awesome i know um seth around where we are in the carolinas um southeastern fly fest is seth it's it's a couple hours away from you joe and as i understand it it is an absolute mayhem nutty week of flying flight aviation just (laughs) awesome all over the place you know uh, full scale and mostly mostly rc but they Mm -hmm. they have like an aerodrome and a uh, bunch of things. So I was told it is like the thing you need to go to. If you've never been to it, why are you waiting? Um, right. <laughs> and over the last couple of years, I mean, you know, everything's been kind of interrupted. So um, I think with all the vaccines coming out the way they are uh, and many people being immunized or choosing to be immunized, um, they're opening them up. Uh, events are opening back up. And with, and, and you know, Flight Fest is pretty much, it's out in a field. You really, you go out, you camp for a little while, uh, either in an RV or a tent, and you have a good time. So, um, it it makes, I guess, uh, the the dangers of COVID nineteen are more mute in that location. Um, okay. Yeah. So so that's so at, at this point, and it's only a couple of weeks out. Um, it is still on, and it's on like Donkey Kong. So we're. Uh, I'm planning on going, and I'm hoping to grab Joe by the ear and drag him with me if I can. <laughs> yeah, I've got to. Um, if I have I've got to. to check him, yeah, I've got to check in with some stuff at work. Um, mm-hmm. I just kind of got a bombshell dropped on me today uh, as far as the workload for next month. So, um, 
will uh would you guys all stop making joe do extra extra stuff all the time (laughs) i'm just kidding no uh yeah and and that's part of the i don't know it's part of life right you know you have a lot of plans you have a lot of things you're getting excited about doing and all of a sudden somebody says yeah um before you, go, before you go do that, uh, I need you to come here and make a lot of money for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take most of your time. <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. Anyway, so I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can make it. Um, I would, I think I still want to, but it's just a lot going on. So, yeah. um, well, if we do, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be carpooling and probably camping on the same site. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll talk about where hopefully where I think you'll probably be able to find us. Although that that's a uh, F Life Fest is always a mix. So anyway, so <laughs> before we get there, uh, why don't we do what we always do um, and talk about what we've flown over the last couple of weeks and what we've been doing in the hobby? Um, yeah, uh, Joe, you you had okay. a little bit of excitement. Why don't you talk about it? Yeah, so uh, I finally got the Corsair up in the air. Oh yeah, um, whoop whoop yeah. Uh, that was um, go ahead. I was gonna say, when'd you get that done? Uh, so that was uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before that. It was like um, a Friday build night, right? You finished it up, got that happy. Uh, what <coughs> it was? Might have been. I think, I think so. I think you were you were doing a final tinkering with it, and you're like, "Yep, I'm yeah. happy. This is yeah, I think so. Yeah. Working the way it's supposed to. Good. So, um, yeah. So I got to take that out, and I I kind of rode it outside of town, um, to. Another place that I, I hadn't flown here before, um, but it's just out in farm country. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a, basically an unplanted field out there that I, that I got to fly. It was kind of small. It, you know, it's decent. You start walking it. You start flying it. It gets kind of small real quick. <laughs> um, yeah. But I had mounted an FPV camera on the on the Corsair. I had the, the goggles up recording. And mm-hmm. while I did record and I posted a private video uh that i sent to matthew yeah i took a look um, it's awesome you know that it's okay I, okay um, so but, uh, me being able to watch you fly that corsair i mean from you know from the tailor where, where you put in the cockpit yeah right? but the, the reception was just really bad no that no 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 that's not a that's immaterial it, okay yeah <laughs> so i may eventually get back to editing that a bit more we'll yeah. see but yeah. as as is it just the 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 quality of the FPV footage was real bad, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to uh, go put a whole lot of time into that. But sure, um, I did get to you, fly. You did have spots in there that were really nice. I mean, there was mm-hmm. there were segments of probably like a minute here or two minutes there that were pretty solid uh, connection, and the, vi- yeah. the video footage was really really nice. It was a joy to watch. Um, there was it, a, I it think had there some was nicer a, bits. There was a, like a corner of the field that was getting terrible reception. Every time you flew over there, yeah. which it would seem to be like part of the part of the circle, and it's kind of the same way in my field. If I go off to the left, which is pretty much how you have to land half the time, um, yeah, the reception's terrible. So it's that's okay. It's part of yeah. part of FPV. So first flight, um, just throttle it up and hail mary. Really, um, <laughs> that's about all you can do on on those maidens. And um, she acted she acted rather tail heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'll kind of keep the, I'll kind of keep this a little shorter, but 
She she acted tail heavy. She kept wanting to roll one way or the other. It just seemed to keep being one way, which there was wind out that day, so mm-hmm. rolling tendency could have been from the wind. Could have been from the rudder. I didn't even think about that, but you brought up the rudder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we um, when we do, did a little bit of postmortem mortem. Oh my god, that's mm-hmm. not even English. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I thought like well, that could be rudder. Rudder tends to have this uh, coupled rolling effect sometimes, and so. so yeah, so the the first flight that it was a success. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I put it down, and what what ended up being with that tail heavy nature, I ended up putting some nose down trim, mm-hmm. um, and that seemed to on the second flight take care of it. Now that nice. first that that maiden flight, because I was having to hold nose down and hold the stick in one direction to keep it from rolling, and then. <laughs> like let off the roll to let it roll let off uh-huh. the nose down to let it nose up to go into the return like right. trying and to then, hold that and the and nerves trying to remember flight yeah, right trying to remember yeah. where that spot is and <laughs> to return it to neutral mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just the nerves of the maiden flight yeah. my my i mean if you could have had a camera on my thumb my thumb was swinging <laughs> that stick i was trying to hold my thumb still and that stick was just all over the place <laughs> me trying to hold it still yeah yeah um, you know and that's not, nerves man not, yeah not hold the plane still hold the stick still it was ridiculous so <laughs> first flight done in the bag landed it right put some nose down trim put it back up in the air Did seemed that, to be flying pretty good oh wait wait before um, you go you just jumped over like you landed it replaced the thing and put it right back in, in the air when it when you landed it and you knew you flew it around. You brought it back to the ground safe and sound. Mm-hmm. That must have felt amazing. It did. It did. Um, there there was some frustrations about the flight tendencies of it. Oh, sure. And there was some, I can't believe I did that with it flying the way it was and didn't crash it. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's yeah, okay. there ended Good. up being, I think it caught an old corn stalk on the way down or something. Sure. So, you know, one of the landings because the the you know <laughs> underside of one of the wings got a little rub on it, but um, it's okay. So yeah, no, that felt really good. Yeah, trimmed it. You know, kind of made some trim adjustments and got it back right. up in the air. So um, we, so that way you could you could get it to neutral with trim rather than holding a stick. Right. Yeah. And um, and really it was it it was just that I couldn't trim it while I was in the air that first flight because. They needed so much trim, I didn't want to take my hands off the control. So when I landed it, then I kind of did some trimming and put it back up. And then I finished trimming her in. And she was flying good at that point. She still had some roll tendency, but it seemed to be one way or the other based on which way the wind was blowing. Okay. Um, There's a second flight, brought it in, landed it. Then the guy whose house I was flying out by came out and chatted with me for a bit. And I ended up putting the FPV goggles on him so he could you know, be in the cockpit. And yeah. I chucked it up and flew it around for a bit. And, nice. Um, he kind of got that disorientation sickness going on, uh, where mm-hmm. he's like, I can't, okay, I can't be in here anymore. So he <laughs> took them off. So landed it again. Yeah, it's a different experience for sure. Mm-hmm. And then he went back, walking back inside and I changed the battery out and, you know, the battery was only at like three, eight. So it wasn't remotely depleted, changed the battery, put it back up in the air. And while I was flying that flight, uh, a gentleman uh, was working on passing me, but stopped 
And I didn't see who it was, what vehicle he was in. I just, because I was keeping my eyes on the plane, I knew somebody had stopped. And he started talking to me about, what is that? What are you flying? And, you know, I was letting him know. He's like, oh, man, that's so cool. That's amazing. You know, and he was just Mm -hmm. over the top excited about it. Yeah, I think at that point you were were talking to me on the phone. And then you're like, hey, I got to go in to grab something. So, you know, I guess you had the phone just sort of sitting in the seat. And then I, I heard you talking to the guy. And then you're like, hold on, I, I got somebody interested in these planes. And you put me back down. And I heard, heard he was really, he's like, what's that? What's going on? You know, it was kind of mm-hmm. muffled, but that guy was very interested in the fact that not only what you were doing, but how reasonably priced it was to get in. It was because, I mean, on the front end, he was asking me, you know, where I got it, where, you know, how I got the plane and I, was, Make, I built it. And, and all this time I'm steady flying the plane and I can't look at him because I can't take my eyes. And I let him know <laughs> like, I can't take my eyes off the plane. So we're talking, but yeah, um, I did a couple low passes so he could see, you know, I kind of brought it low over the, towards the road where he was and then would bank it and pull it back off, let the plane climb out. Mm-hmm. And, um, after a little while, I finally, set the plane down and walked over to him so I could talk to him and he had his son with him. And so we were, you know, talking about the, the planes and what they were. I picked it up, showed it to him. Like, look, it's just foam board, you know, some electronics. We talked about what it takes to get into it. Cause he was asking me like what I would charge him to make one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no disrespect, dude. Like it's, it's time that I don't have. Like I, I honestly just got this one up in the air and it's the only plane that I've got flying. So, but I was able to kind of share the, the flight test methodology, like the, the, the mm-hmm. name with him and say, look, go look this stuff up, go, yeah. go look at it, go see what it takes to get into it. It's right. not that much. And you and your boy build it right. and enjoy that build process together. And then when you fly it, like if you wreck it, it's just a couple bucks and some time to yeah. get back into it. And, um, the, the sad part of this is that I flew, I flew the plane, the Corsair again. Uh, cause he asked, how do I, how do I launch it? And so he just throttled up and let it go because it didn't have any landing gear. Mm-hmm. And so I throttled up and let it and went to launch it. She almost bit the dirt that time. <laughs> um, yeah, she, yeah, she, that I'm surprised the prop didn't kick up some dirt, but got her up and out and you know, the sun had come got positioned in a truck where he could look out and see what I was flying. And, uh, they were just oohing and on. And I said, you know, mm-hmm. I can, I can have a little fun with this. So I, you know, did a, an aileron roll and rolled the plane over and, mm-hmm. um, you know, recovered from that. And they were like, Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And I said, well, uh, taking the, you know, pull the nose back, and just doing a flip, doing a loop. That's, that's not a big trick. There's nothing to that. You know, just throttle up. And I did, I throttled up, went through the loop and mm-hmm. came out of bottom. And they were like, Oh, he just did a loop. That's so cool. And and that's about the time I realized that <laughs> lower, go lower. She, well, no, the no, problem was I couldn't get the plane to come back up the altitude. Um, it came oh. out of the bottom of the loop and I just, it felt like she didn't have any power. I don't know if like, it felt like maybe the battery, had lost some voltage, which mm-hmm. it hadn't, because it was, you know, only had a few minutes flight on it. But right. basically, the plane just started stalling out. Being st- saggy. And, yeah. and there wasn't a whole lot I could really do. I throttled up even more to try to pull out of it, but it just couldn't. Um, yeah. 
And that's when I realized just how far over the trees. <laughs> I remember um, we talked about that last time, Joe, right? Field. Yeah. <laughs> like, you always say, like, oh, I'm, I'm just kind of over those trees. No, I was. <laughs> no, you were way over. <laughs> I was way over them trees. And it's like, oh, man. I looked at the private video, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, Joe, you need to come back. Dude, you're way outside the field. Like, if you crash, you're way you will not out find there. that. You were like a mile out from that field over woods. I don't think it was quite that bad, but at the worst part, it was. I mean, obviously, you had good line of sight to it, so it was all good. But <laughs> as I'm watching, I'm thinking to myself, Joe, bring it back. You, I don't think you realize how far you are over those trees. <laughs> you don't. No, you no, don't. No, you don't. And the field was a lot smaller than I gave it credit for. Mm -hmm. Like it looks like a still, lot, so. but but yeah, that that plane eats up that field real quick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, got. Nice. It started losing altitude. I knew I wasn't going to like bring it back, so I just cut throttle. Mm -hmm. And you know, the guy and his son was like, "Oh well, that that sucks." Uh, okay, we're going to go now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, sorry about that. And bye. Um, yeah, I was like, "That's fine. I gotta go get. I gotta go find it." So I, I went walk back. You know, I'll try to keep this very short. But I went walk back in the woods, listen for the ESC tone uh, mm -hmm. through the motor. Found the plane, found the tree it was in. Um, realized that it's just kind of set in the top of the... Oh, basically, it did the same thing Spitfire did. Landed yeah. in the top of the tree, just gently, <laughs> please. Um, oh, yeah. no. Not no. to be outdone, it had to try it. So, yeah, of course. Um, I thought ended up throttling up. going to see if I could fly out of the tree, since I know that I cut the throttle, and it just kind of glided into the tree. Okay. Um it it maybe in like the perfect world it would have worked until the the prop caught a vine <laughs> and shattered the prop and ripped the motor clean off the firewall and broke the firewall and all that was what I found out later after I went and got the guy whose property I was flying out by right. to let's grab the what the gator or something and kind of slow crawl across the field with a electric chainsaw and cut this tree oh my down God. Wait, so like he said eight he, times uh, we had to cut that tree can we cut your tree down oh my god so and yeah. he, he didn't have any problem cutting the tree down well truthfully it wasn't his tree we were cutting down it was uh whoever's the far along <laughs> to but okay. it was so far back in the woods yeah and um, it, there it's a it's a big wooded area outside the farm based on the yeah. footage yeah, it was, and I mean, the tree was like, I don't know, the trunk was like two foot across. Okay. Like, it wasn't the biggest tree in the world. It wasn't the smallest, but yeah. we uh, we went to cut it, but it was so tied up with vines up top, and the plane was wrapped up in vines. Like, we, we cut it off, and I had to kick it off the trunk, and then we cut it some more, and cut it some more, and cut it, just taking the <laughs> chunk, like, just logs out from this, underneath this tree, as it slowly worked its way down was ultimately what happened until I could reach up and grab the plane. <laughs> oh my god! Out of the top of the tree, yeah. It's a lot more work than you thought it was going to be, right? No oh, wow. kidding. My back was killing me the next day from yanking and shoving on that tree trunk, <laughs> or trying to. <laughs> I'm, I'm just—I have this picture in my head, and it's <laughs> uh, the things we, the dumb things we do for these these toys that bring us joy, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so when it came back out of the tree what did it look like uh so i again i uh destroyed the prop when it caught a mine yeah um to be expected 
Uh, FPV camera was still on, just kind of dislodged. Uh-huh. Uh, the motor had torn itself off the firewall. No, that, I was wrong. The The motor basically ripped the firewall off the styrofoam of the power pod. Okay, that said, I can just, yeah, I can just hot glue it back on. The problem yeah, is the firewall is now, uh, still is now rather cracked. Oh, okay. Uh, you need a new one. Yeah, that firewall took some, because you figure that, that motor was spinning up and then it caught a branch that twist and torsion mm-hmm. just like instantly. It, I was surprised it didn't break the firewall in half. Um, yeah, and they're pretty strong. The, the little plywood through is a 3 16th inch plywood. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty strong, but I mean, they give. Yeah. I guess it's, so I gotta, it's better that than uh, like a airplane, sh- like a motor shaft. Mm-hmm. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do about that firewall and then get it glued back on. But other than that, uh, part of the wing tip, like the trailing edge, because it's got just this little tab that kind of trails the wing by the uh, aileron, like it's boogered up. Mm. And then part of the foam, pa- part of the paper that wraps uh, around the the uh, front of the engine okay the front of the cowl like oh engine the cell okay. yeah the engine cowl like yeah that little circular strip mm-hmm. is peeling off so i need to like yeah. a little hot bit of glue. glue or foam tack that down which yeah. if i ever paint it honestly foam tack would too. probably be the best choice on that one i'm imagining mm-hmm. i feel like uh the hot glue would probably eat through the foam real quick and there's not much there <laughs> so mm-hmm. you want a much left yeah uh so foam tack might be the best choice in that case but nice. Well, I mean, it sounds like what what came down was fixable and isn't really an unreasonable repair cost, right? I mean, no, it's replacing no, it's... a motor and doing a little bit of hot glue work and, and rework on some small pieces. So she'll fly again, you think? She will. Just nice. I got to spend some time with her. Yeah, um, also, it took me about a week, but I got that four cell that got unbalanced, balanced back up. Now, I've not okay. flown it. And I've not done a proper discharge and recharge test, but I okay. did get the cells balanced again. Oh, and and you and you did get a new charger. Uh, well, yeah, I had to get a new charger. So, yeah, <laughs> that was that. the other thing I think was uh, the reason why you didn't have the Corsair up a little bit earlier. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, I've so got good. since then I've gotten the charger and nice. two four cell batteries, and I got that one four cell that got unbalanced. Nice. Balanced. Um, well, good, good. I hope that I hope it holds. Um, you could, if your charger has a, a resistance tester, you can put it in there and it'll give you resistance values. If one of them is dramatically different than the rest, and they should be all very low. Uh, if one of them is kind of high, then you probably can't use that battery safely. I might have to do that test sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just see if you have it. I mean, otherwise, just keep an eye on if they hold equal voltage or not. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're, if they're holding voltage, they're probably fine. Uh, if they're not, chances are there's, there could be something wrong. So uh, definitely make sure that when you charge that back up that you are attending it. You know, it's next to you. So that way if it does start to do heat up and smoke, you'll be able to be on it before it okay. catches catches fire and starts <laughs> causing real extra trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it probably won't happen, but it's best to be safe around that, right? Well, good. Well, what have you been flying? Um, so uh, I've been flying the Prandle D a little bit more, and that has been a lot of fun. I I repaired the spar. I put a, a like a, what is it, about a 
quarter inch or eighth inch, maybe three eighth inch by three eighth inch, you know, uh, stick of pine, mm-hmm. nothing fancy, just kind of a couple feet, put that in there. And then I put two barbecue skewers, one across the spar and one across a little bit in front of it. So because it, when it failed, it failed in compression. Uh, so the wingtips folded in. And okay. so uh, the highest stress point, if you ever look at a, a loading curve, um, it basically ends up the, the, the moment ends up being a parabolic curve where the highest point is on the inside of, of the, on a cantilever structure. It's in the, and where it's anchored, which in the right. wing, it's in the center. So what you're, you're hitting the failure point in the, the middle, you know, fifth of a wing. Right. So if you can, okay. if you can reinforce the compression and the, the tension in those areas, and even maybe put an extra foam piece so it doesn't crush there, um, right. you'll end up having a much stronger plane. And it's you're not adding a ton of weight. Uh, so that's essentially what I did to the Prandtl D. And then I went and fly, I took that and the the foam board Dragon Two um, uh, out, and I, I what I ended up doing with that one is I think I changed the ratio of servo so there was a far smaller movement. So the, the, I put the connection rod down lower and uh, on the tail put it higher so that the, the servo throws made smaller movements in the tail because um, okay. it was just really touchy. Um, and once I did that, it flew pretty well. Um, and and I I've, I've literally took it out, and as I'm getting into the field, I'm watching thunderclouds roll past at like probably, I don't know, five miles away, not even. <laughs> the winds start whipping up, and I can feel it, like, swirling. There's dark clouds overhead, like, pulling. I can feel the clouds of lift, and I can see the rain literally over the farm, like, three farms out, you know? It's just Jeez. rolling past. I'm like, oh, this is the worst time that the wind sock is straight out. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> time to fly a plane, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I did. So I flew the, the Prandtl D and uh, it was incredibly gusty. So we were talking like uh, 10 or 20 knots, but it was gusting an additional 10 knots of wind at least, if not more. Um, and so it went from like, you know, windy to, oh God, and then back to windy. <laughs> so the plane was being buffeted around and it looked like somebody every once in a while was taking a hand and just kind of batting it around a little bit. Like right. hit, hitting a wing or tapping the other wing or pushing it, you know, pushing it nose up or down. Um, and uh, she held up. Uh, none of the wings uh, failed or anything like that. Um, I was able to control uh, the flight the whole way through. It got pretty hairy for a couple minutes. Uh, I ended up bringing it back in one piece. So I was very happy nice. with that. Um, I don't know why I like to go out and all of a sudden it's like awful. Conditions, I say, yeah, it'll probably be fine. Um, but I flew you both those. Got, com- you've got the sixth sense that says I, the weather's about to turn bad. This yeah. would be a great time. It's a, it, yeah, but I think it's going to get awful at the field. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, so I did that um, and flew those. And, and both of them were actually really uh, pretty successful um, considering the buffeting. The, the dragon flew really well. And because I had tuned it down a little bit, it was easier to fly. And I think we figured out the the big issue that was happening was I didn't have an extra rubber band on. So the two rubber bands I had on was enough to keep the fuselage attached to the wing. But during a higher G turn, 
uh, the fuselage would come off a little bit and shift. Uh-huh. And because it shifted, it meant that the CG went all out of whack and would get tail mm-hmm. heavy and it would turn into a horrible plane to fly mid-flight. Yeah. And then I would hit another like multi-G spot in the turn and it would shift again and would fly okay for a little bit and we'll go back and forth. Anyway, um, yeah, but but I found that out. So if you are rubber banding your wing, don't hesitate to put an extra rubber band on so it stays put. Um, I found that out. I, you would think I would have learned that a while back, but I guess uh, it's never the rubber bands have never been that loose before. Uh, anyway, so and then we had our build event on the twenty first, um, which is basically Saturday midday, and I put together the rest of the T T six Texan. Um, <clears throat> that uh, was the Hangar C's Texan. I've got it in the back here. It looks fantastic. I don't. I don't think. I don't know if Joe can see. it. I, I can't see it because your microphone boom arm. Okay. Uh, all right. Just move my mic out of the way so he could see it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it turned out. It, so far, it's turned out really excellent. I have a couple pieces to figure out how I'm going to put the canopy on so it stays on in flight, and I have to put the electronics in the wing before I attach it. Um, but otherwise it looks fantastic. I can't wait to get it up in the air. So, uh, I think that's definitely one thing I'll be bringing to flight fest because I'm looking forward to seeing it roll through the air. It'd be good. Um, yeah, I, I need servos. I have a couple builds. I'm running out of servos cause I'm using them for other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, that's, and that's one of the things, uh, that we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, when you go to flight fest, um, make sure to stock up on core materials like, um, like push rods and push rod horns or firewalls or, you know, if you're going to build a brand new plane there, you want to make sure you have the materials you need to get it flying. Now you can right. go buy the servos, you know, but you're, and you'll get quality servos. You're just not going to be, um, you know, if you want to order a bundle of like 50 servos at two bucks a servo or a buck and a half, you're not going to find that there. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to be good quality servos. They're going to be five to $7 a pop and just, you have to grin and bear it. If you don't want to pay that cost, you better stock up, uh, I guess is the point. And so I'm, I'm going to need to do that anyway. So I have some here for some of the other projects I'm working on. I think I, I robbed Peter to pay Paul too much. Um, so, and speaking of that, one of the other projects I'm working on is I've been eyeing up ever since I've, I was working on the flying submarine, which was 2018, 2017, I think. Wow. I know it doesn't it, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but I think it was that <laughs> long ago. Um I could, I could look at the build log and find out, but well, when I was building that, I was looking at submarines, remote control submarines to see how they worked and you know, there's there's like one guy and I know he's not the only guy doing this, but he is the only guy who is just an immense wealth of uh YouTube tutorial videos and I mean, he's really, he loves submarines. He's RC sub guy. He has a website called NautilusDryDocs.com. I'm not plugging his stuff. I, obviously, I am, I guess. But um, he is the go-to. If you want to know how to do this stuff, he's the guy. Um, and he's got a number of, if you want a realistic scale model um, to 3D print, he's got a couple files for, like, uh, to print a full-scale, you know, scale sub. Um, so I was looking at those and, and I, I think I'd purchased the STL files and then lost them. And then before, when my computer went, um, 
but I was looking online and I saw uh, there's a video game called Subnautica, which is basically a spaceship crash lands on a pretty much oceanic planet and mm-hmm. things get crazy. Well, anyway, because it's oceanic planet, all the things in there are like submarines and little submarine propeller things and platforms and, you know, research stuff. Anyway. Right. So one of their things is a really cool looking sub and there's a gentleman and I'm not going to find his stuff because I didn't think to bring it up. That would have been smart. Um, who has designed a Thingiverse model. He's basically released on Thingiverse. So it's free to download and free to build. Uh, he has all the information on the Thingiverse page, like all links to all the materials and all the stuff you can get on Amazon. And if your 3D printer's you know, halfway decent, you'll need like maybe a spool and a half of whatever color filament makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And about a week of printing. And, you know, uh, in short order, you'll it's have a lot a, of printing time. It, it is. But, you know, I at first I was like, oh, gosh, it's going to take forever because each print is like 12 hours or eight hours. But what it is, is, you know, you right before you go to bed, you put in an eight, eight hour print. By the time you're done with breakfast the next day, you put in the next print and go to work. You come back from work, you eat dinner. When you're done with dinner, that print's done. It's time to put in the next one. And a couple days of that, and all of a sudden, you have a submarine in your hands. Um, You know, and he's got a couple videos that go into details on how to do it. Uh, Some of the, there's an an epoxy that's basically a smoothing epoxy. It fills in the gaps um, in the striations, and it's a self-leveling epoxy. So before it cures, it creates a glass-like finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically, and it was real thin. So you put a couple layers of that. And by the time you're done with a couple layers, it's, it's glossy and beautiful. Um, and you know, a bunch of other things like things he learned on how to set it up, but the, um, the watertight cylinder, which is the, the term used for the center of it, that, uh, puts, you know, ballast basically pulls in water from the outside or, or put, spits it out so that right. the, what the sub can weigh a little bit more or a little less. And what you do is you balance out the sub to be neutrally buoyant, or just a little bit, a little bit light, so that way when there's no water in the the ballast tanks, it's floating, and then it basically right. sucks in whatever you have for ballast. About halfway through, it's going to start to sink, and then you can control how fast based on how much is in those ballast tanks, and eventually you find that sweet spot that's the neutral spot, and then you turn on your motor and zoom around the wherever you're at. So anyway, I'm looking forward to it because now it's actually looking like a submarine. I've got all the pieces printed. It's I can see how it's going to come together. Um, and I think it just uh, the last couple pieces kind of came in. So I'm hoping that by the end of this week, um, by the time this episode airs, I should have uh, most of this put together. So um, that and I've also started a private pilot's license journey. Um, so that's going to be. That's been exciting. Uh, yeah. And this time of year is prone to, uh, well, like I just talked about, the thunder showers is sort of rolling out of nowhere. Um, so uh, I was told that basically one out of every three pilot lessons you schedule will actually happen. And I've... <laughs> and Only one out of three? Yeah. Uh, no, two. Wow. sorry. One out of three will not happen, right? Oh, okay. Due to weather. 
Um, either the ceiling's low or it's misty or whatever. Anyway, so I'm doing a lot of ground school at this moment, minute and trying to get some flight time so I can get some practice. Um, mm -hmm. It's been exciting. So far, so good. It's pretty exciting. I'm, I'll lightly touch on that as I go because that's going to eat some time up for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting for sure. Um, my goal, uh, My goal with it is to be able to visit relatives who live 12 to eight hours of drive time away so mm -hmm. make that trip a weekend trip instead of a all-week event <laughs> all right good um so that's what we've been up to um i guess the next is talk about a build night i know joe and i really haven't discussed exactly when but um i think the next build night might be either july 23rd I think that Friday or or the next the Friday following. Okay, so, so you're thinking either the 23rd or the 30th. Yeah, and I don't know if there's a better for me. They're both about the same, uh, and it'll be the typical eight to ten or eight to eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we'll post stuff on Facebook. And I apologize for those who were looking to get in on the Saturday, and I posted late. And I apologize for that. It's my I hmm. earned that one. Well, just keep your eye out on that one, either the 23rd or the 30th. Um, I think both of those are going to be equal situations for me as well. So we'll okay. we'll pick one and then kind good. of put the, yeah, we'll the word it. out. Yep, sounds good. I guess that brings us to our topic. Are we going somewhere? Uh, I know you said you are. I'm. I will <laughs> see what I can do. <laughs> yeah. I, we're, well, we're. Uh, I'm definitely going to Flight Fest. So uh, a. Uh, Aviation RC New podcast will definitely have a presence there. Uh, with any luck, you'll be able to meet both of us, but we'll see. Um, uh, so that brings us to uh, what you know. What is Flight Fest, and what's it all about? And then we'll get into some of just a, a briefly go over what's there, um, so you kind of know what to get into. But I'm, I mean, if you want to know, just go to flightfest.com. That's f l i t e f e s t dot com. Uh, that has all the details uh, and a way to purchase tickets and camping and all that stuff. Oh, so ultimately, uh, if you don't know what Flight Fest is, uh, Flight Fest is a, just a big fun fly. And we're mm -hmm. talking on the order of, I think they had thousands of pilots last time, um, which is two years ago. And there are like three or 4,000 people who come and visit. So they have daily visitors as well as they have people who are there for the whole event. Um, they in the past have had, have made, uh, the Guinness book world records for the most amount of RC flying planes controlled in the sky at once, mm -hmm. um, which was pretty tremendous. Yeah, um, it was, I remember watching a video on that and I didn't think too much of it at the time cause I didn't have a ton of flight experience yet, but they were having to launch and like they were having to launch in waves to get everybody up there. Mm -hmm. and, and, you, then, and you had to fly around for a certain amount of time, I think. It was, right. So so you had to be, you had to do like keep them in the air for a while. They had to verify how many people were up there. They had to launch them in waves. You had to keep <laughs> track of your plane so you weren't crashing it in somebody else's. But I mean, all that aside, just the thought of how they, how they must have thought to stagger. Like, okay, let's get some slow flies with big battery capacities. Like, those who know yeah. they're going to be able to fly yeah. for a while, let's get them up in the air first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we can get the guys who aren't going to last long. Anyway, I remember watching that video. <laughs> no, no, but, no, it's a good video. And and if you are interested about it, go go look it up because it's a, it's a pretty interesting feat of, I'll call it the technology, 
you know, uh, but go, go watch the video. I don't need to talk about it. Uh, it's it's in Malvern, Ohio, and it's at the Air Ranch um, that's owned by Austin Fury's dad. Who, and he's one of the guys who's been with Flight Fest since near the beginning, if not at the beginning. Uh, he was uh, mm-hmm. Chad Capper's buddy, and I believe he's uh, obviously, Ch- um, oh, my gosh, Josh Bixler's buddy. Um, and his father owns um, basically a house on an, on an airfield, airstrip, and they got a RV7, I think, or RV8. Um, and it basically, so he allows the, the flight festival to happen on his property. Uh, he has a big bean field out there that, you know, he kind of makes sure he's planting the right crop at the right time. So he plants beans, I think, for us because um, you got to walk through it and beans are kind. <laughs> <laughs> Some plants are not. Um, as I'm learning, when I go out and grab stuff out of my field, wheat isn't as con as kind as you think. Um, mm-hmm. uh, tobacco isn't entirely the best. There's certain ones like sweet potatoes and and beans are are pretty nice. Um, anyway, so uh, it's like three or four days of absolute utter foam plane mayhem and fun. And if you love to build, they have two or three build. I think they said they're going to add an extra build tent. Although the, I think the third one is going to be primarily for like education classes and build classes and things like that. Where um, if you're in our community, I know Dan Spons has kind of put a couple things together. Um, he, I think he's having a build session for his Bloody Baron. Um, there's a bunch of things going on. Um, I urge you to go to the website and tell you the different events that are happening. So uh, you'll have um, combats every couple hours. There's quad racing over on the left half of the field, at least it was in the past. Uh, There's a STEM build tent. So there's STEM stuff going on uh, for the kids, typically. Uh, Last time it wasn't going on, I think there was a conflict, um, but they'll definitely have it this time. Uh, There's a big shop. So if you want supplies, uh, as well as there's a ton of vendors, and they're supplying their own things. Like if you want to do night flight, like there's a guy who has stuff just for night flight for you. Um, tiny whoop races go on at night. They basically light up the little big center tent. You know, if you watch the videos, they have that kind of double pulled stake tent that kind of looks okay. like a canvas tent kind of deal. Um, they they light that up from underneath and then they set up a tiny whoop racetrack. And they just hmm. have that going on. So they people who want to do that are there. And then, of course, if you want to watch which is pretty fun. Um, that's that's a neat thing to do. Night flying happens uh, all night. So if you've got your plane lit and you're willing to take the chance, uh, that's a great time to do it. Um, they have campfires, music. Uh, you'll have Wi-Fi is available. And they have uh, really great like bathroom trucks. Uh, so they have uh, full running water, hot and cold. They have showers. Oh, kind of uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's not I just think, like I the think, foot pedal hand washers, you know. <laughs> no, I think when we went to um, National Jamboree up at Ford AP Hill in Virginia a number of years ago, um, they had they were basically tractor trailer uh-huh. uh, bathhouses. Yeah, they roll them up as a, a trailer behind a eighteen wheeler, drop them off, and that was your bathhouse. Yeah, and and that there are still porta potties for the camp area, but um, and and those are great for you know most. Of the time, but there's there's always that time in the morning where you just like to start off fresh. That's the way to do mm-hmm. it. So, um, and they keep them real clean and and they're nice. Um, they have power, so you'll be able to plug in whatever you bring. So if you you got your hot glue guns, you got your battery chargers and a bunch of other things, like you'll be able to plug them in. Bring an extra uh, power cord, 
That way you can, you know, you can plug in a couple things that are yours without hogging up all the outlets. Um, the build tents have, it must be like 30, 38 foot by, by three foot tables. Okay. And each one of them. So, I mean, there's, there's tons of space to lay down. Uh, there's some days that get busier than others. They try to, you know, you try to be kind. Like if there's new people coming in on Saturday and you've been like building something for days, you know, make room. <laughs> let, let them get a chance to hang out in the hobby you know even though you're uh and and the neat thing is is even if you aren't interested in building like go walk through the tents you never know what you'll see or who you'll meet or like maybe build to techniques you're like oh wow i didn't even think about doing that that's i want to try that mm-hmm. um so that's neat um it's camping so i guess let's talk about um so those are all the kinds of things that are going on I'm going to gush because I had a good time with it. Um, but let's talk about what you want to bring, right? Um, your camping or your RV. So if you bring in your RV, bring all the stuff that makes your RV camping experience happy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, chairs to sit out with, tables to build at, lights to see by, food, whatever. Um, Citronella candles to say, screw you, mosquitoes. That's it. Or those Are weird... mosquitoes a thing in Ohio? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, they just don't last as long. Like they have a shorter season. Okay, but yeah, it's it, they're still there. Trust me, you'll you'll get bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blood suckers are everywhere. Um, okay, so if you're not, you're then you're tent camping, right? So they have a bunch of areas where they've kind of cordoned off like a fifteen or twenty by twenty area for you to camp in. So you pull in your car in one part of it and you camp in the other. Um, mm-hmm. And that's basically bring a tent, bring a sleeping bag. Um, I'm old, so I bring an air mattress or some sort of ground thing, bring a pillow. I view it as kind of like I view any hotel when I'm I'm going somewhere for an event. It's the place I put my head down and sleep so that I can get up early and go do more of it. Right. right. So I'm not looking to be spending all my time in my tent. So I literally bring a bare bones so that I can go in, get some sleep, get out refreshed, and then go on. And, and mm-hmm. I, I don't come back typically but once or twice, bring a chair to sit in, relax in, um, a pop-up is nice. Give you some shade, um, bring anchors for it. Cause it could get windy. Um, the bathrooms and showers, um, bring some snacks and something to drink, you know, stay hydrated. I mean, but in that vein, they're going to have about six, maybe more, um, food vendors. So there'll be uh, an Italian sausage joint. There'll be a pizza joint. There'll be a, a lemonade stand guy. There'll be the local Rotary Club and, you know, that kind of thing, you know. Right. So they'll be there and you'll be eating that all weekend unless you want to go, you know, out into town. So be aware that you're going to be eating that food for like three days solid. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you don't want to or can't, then plan on being prepared for that. That's all. The town isn't far away, uh, and it's easy. They have, you know, the traditional trappings of town. So, you know, fast food and a couple restaurants and things like that. So if you want to get a break from all that, it's easy to get to. Um, I guess that brings... Uh, brings me to what should you build what should you bring so that you can build something while you're there right okay um because i mean 
basically your build supplies, right? Like, well, yeah, mostly. Uh, most of them are the pretty, the pretty big. So, I think I went the first year and I brought everything. And a lot of people like to do that. What I realized was I have to carry that to mm-hmm. and from every time I go to build. Mm, and I okay. can leave it there, but then I risk somebody, I don't know, rooting through my stuff and grabbing it. I mean, that's usually not a huge deal. And honestly, part of what I love about this event is it has that same, well, it's the community has been fostered by flight test. And if you watch their videos, obviously the, the attitude is let's get people into the hobby. Let's make it a great experience. The objective is to meet people and gain new friends. This hobby is just an avenue, right? Right. And with that, a lot of people carry that attitude and that demeanor with them to the event. So I haven't really run into people stealing a bunch of stuff. Usually, if you're like, oh, shoot, I just burned up my ESC. I don't even know. I don't have one. That sucks. I guess I'm going to have to go. Like, dude, get in the air. Here, take this. You know, I have an extra ESC. I brought like six. I, I only need to, you know, take take one of these and go mm-hmm. fly it. Like, you know, what? No, you don't. Or like, hey, here's a prop. Dude, take the prop. I know you busted yours. Go. <laughs> go have fun. The combat's, right. combat's starting, you know. Um, it, it's a very generous group. Um, and vice versa. I've done the same for other people. Also, if you're building, you're like, I don't know, how would I do this? You can have a bunch of people um, in varying skill levels who uh, can offer advice and help. And or like, I don't know, but I know that guy knows everything. You know, like, go, go talk to him. Okay. Um, and you'll see some crazy stuff being built. So, I mean, if you, ha- if you go and you don't go in the build tents, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. Plus, they have multiple ones. So if you're in one building, don't don't hesitate to get up and go check out the other tent. You never okay. know what you'll find. That's pretty cool stuff. Um, so in that vein, don't bring so much that you can't drag it to and from your tent or car. Okay. Right. Um, Cause you may be, you know, your, your tents aren't going to be butted right up against uh, the event. Um, bring uh, your batteries, bring a charger for the batteries Bring extra props like you should always do every time you go to the field. Um, uh, tape, uh, something to make your plane yours so you can tell it from all the other planes in the sky. Um, so I usually bring colored tape. Um, you could bring um, spray paint, things like that. But it's something to make, make it clear where your plane is. Um, definitely bring glue sticks and glue guns. Um in a pinch, if you're out, somebody can help you. I'm sure that usually works out, but it's not something you want to rely on. Um, bring a couple motor packs, A pack, F pack, C pack, um, so that when you're building a kit, if you decide to go build a kit, or plan on buying one of the packs, so that way you can build the kit and and arm it and ready to go. Um, right. Otherwise, you know, bring bring the material that would typically be in a kit. So a couple servos, um, extension wire, XT connectors, XT60 or XT30s, whatever you like to use. Uh, if you have an extra ESC, make sure you have one because if you burn one up, you're going to be kind of out of luck. But all that said, the shop, um, it's like a pole barn that they turn into a, a shop. Um, that shop will have everything you need to get back in the air. You know, if if you have the money, if you don't have the money for it, and you don't want to, you don't want to be spending too much on that stuff, then bring it mm-hmm. with you. Uh, exacto yeah. knife with extra blades. Don't forget that. That's going to be critical because, 
Yeah, if you can't cut the foam, um, it's not going to be good. Uh, barbecue skewers, control rods, servo horns, that kind of stuff. Um, one of the things I found that was a lot of fun is if you're going to build something unusual, bring plans for it. So that way you can get, get cracking on it quick. You know, even if it's like a little uh, eight and a half by 11 sheet with dimensions, maybe. But if you have a neat All idea, right. it's a great time to just check it out. Uh, you'll have a lot of people helping you, um, you know, trying to trying to help you figure out uh, and get it in the air. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, there's also vendors. So you'll have people selling airplanes, uh, ready to run, ready to fly. You have people who are selling like a, they're basically like a hobby store. So they have a bin with LEDs, a bin with LED controllers. Like it's like a hobby store. Just ask them, yeah, I'm working on this project. I need some help with this. Um, uh, and so there'll be manufacturers. There'll be uh, of all different kinds. There'll be balsa. It'll be foam. It'll be uh, I, really, it's all over the board. Uh, the power up guy was there the last time I went, Joshua Finn, who runs, he does like the little um, uh, hand launch gliders, the balsa gliders, uh, the more okay. like advanced versions. Like he, uh, he has kits that he brings with him there. Again, just a ton of different stuff. Uh, and not last but not least, over uh, there'll be a separate section off to one side or the other where they're doing quadcopter races. If you've never done a quadcopter race or seen one and always want to check it out, go check it out. Like, it's pretty neat. It's a, it's a very different thing. Um, so that's definitely something. And make sure that you bring some money to be able to go to the shop and enjoy it. You know, mm -hmm. if there's something you want to get, like, just know what your budget is. Um, you know, they accept credit cards and all that kind of stuff at all these places. So I think that's, uh, other than that, I think we've, do you have any questions so far? Anything you want to know about Joe? Um, I think you've pretty well covered it. Um, at least any question that I'm, that I might've had. Oh, uh, um, if there's somebody in the community, uh, that you want to catch up with that you've been talking to and, and having a good banter back and forth, like go out in the next couple of weeks and ask them like, Hey, are you going to flight fest? If you're mm. going to say, hey, I think I'm going, I'm probably going to be camping. So I'll probably be over here, you know, and then ask them where that you think they'll be because there's like an RV section over to one side and the camping section is way in the other. Um, don't, don't be afraid to walk through the RV section and just see what's going on over there. If you're camping and vice versa. Um, right. You'd be surprised at all the setups people have. Like I'm, I mean, I saw some people with a bunch of car batteries and LEDs lit up everywhere. They had like a mosquito tent with like six different tables. They they were having their own build event over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Neat stuff. Uh, and, and sometimes you go through like, hey, I think I saw that. Um, are you so and so? You know, like uh, it's like Horseman three five three six or something. I was like, are you Horseman three? I've seen that before. He's like, yeah, it's me. I'm like, whoa, I've seen all your stuff. That's great. Like, let's talk. And, and you know, we talked for like an hour and a half, you know, um, mm -hmm. and got to know each other better. I met with a handful of people that I've been talking to with for a while. Um, so like I said, reach out. It's a great opportunity to get together um, from different. I mean, people travel. We're traveling, what, 10 hours, I think, eight to 10 hours. Yeah, something like that. Um, and people do the same thing. So anywhere from like Wisconsin um, on on over, it's. 
people come far and wide. So uh, if there's somebody you've been getting to, to know and, and really enjoyed talking to online, reach out, see if they're going. They, you might be surprised. Um, and I think last but not least, uh, one of the ways that you can help the event, and a lot of people recommend this for new newbies, because you're at this event, you don't really know anybody except maybe the people you brought with, a good, mm -hmm. a good way to meet people is to volunteer. Um, if you're running the, uh, like the parking crew, well, you're meeting everybody who's coming in. Uh, if you're yeah. on the flight line, I didn't even talk about the flight line. Um, but basically, if you're on the flight line, every pilot who's wanting to fly something, which is pretty much everybody who comes to Flight Fest, you're going to meet them, probably. Or at least see all mm -hmm. the crazy concoctions that people come up with, you know? Um and then, uh, yeah, I mean, just volunteer. I, I volunteered for the build tents last couple times, and it was a good experience. I uh, got to see a bunch of crazy builds, got to talk to a bunch of people. Um, you kind of learn who's who's been in the hobby a bit and who's new, and you can help them connect to each other uh, to have a better experience between them. Uh, and then I think, last but not least, we'll talk about the flight lines. Um, they have like the cattlecade things, you know, when you're doing the, the, what, the cattle, uh, what are those? The railings, the temporary railings that kind of sit into one another. Okay. Uh, so they have those lined up against a certain point. Uh, there's like a main drag in front of most of the tents. At least that's how they had it set up before. Uh, and they had kind of vendors or if you were wanting to have a spot to put all your planes, you'd set up a pop-up over there and then you put them there. Um, and then periodically there's a break in that fence line. And then basically just by beyond the fence line, uh, that's a control point between the flight area and the build area and the, and the event, right? And so okay. in front of that is where the flyer or the pilot and the spotter go. And then they go to the, the um, geo, geo fabric or whatever they put down for the runway. And mm -hmm. then beyond that are beans. So they have a system that when we were there last time, and it may, it may change. That's you know, so they're gonna have pilot meetings every morning. Go figure out, um, you know, what's the deal, right? You're gonna learn like, okay, don't go here. Yell if you're launching. Yell if you're gonna go retrieve. You know, that way people who are in the nearby area, if they're coming into land, they'll at least know that you're trying to do that. Uh, they might say, I'm landing. You know, um, it's about <laughs> being safe, really. Um, they have horns. They have air horns. So if you okay. have here an air horn, your spotter's looking to figure out where the where the errant airplane is coming from, and that you're not in its path. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the 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 whole point of the air horns is that uh, you hear a blast or a couple blasts, and if you can't hear it keeping keeping going, it's because an airline airplane is behind the flight line. Um, mm. And then they'll have like okay. a couple flags, and it's basically kind of this is these are the stations that you stand at. You know what I mean? And they'll have like a a snow fence or something like that to kind of protect you from uh plane is coming at you. But, um, and then basically just go fly, have fun. Um, on most days, every couple hours, they're going to have a combat event where you, this is why you want to bring the planes you don't love, bring the friends you love, but not the planes. Um, <laughs> um, because there, there's going to be combats and basically combats. They, uh, look at any of the videos. There's a ton of videos. Um, they're crazy. Uh, basically people put planes in the air and you have like last one standing wins or whatever, or somebody's made a really big something and they'll set that up in the air first 
And then all the other planes are trying to take those down. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And they come up with something on the and, fly. And it's all basically collision combat at this point, unless they're doing the uh, the streamer combats. Uh, they do some streamer combats. Um, so they also, yeah, they have, when you get there, I would say go to the store and get a couple things to streamers so that they're ready. Because there's nothing worse than going, I want to be on the streamer combat, but I don't have streamers. So you have to go mm-hmm. wait in line and, and get the thing. By that point, the combat's over. But yeah, sometimes they'll do streamer combats, but other times it'll be just straight collision combat, or it'll be longest flying combat. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And at a certain point, they're like, okay, um, you've got six people here. Whoever can get to uh, this spot you know, in front of me, whoever gets closest to that spot wins, which is basically hurling your plane at that spot oftentimes. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. It's craziness. It's mayhem. It's meeting people who all love this hobby just like you do, um, mm-hmm. and getting an opportunity to kind of broaden uh, what you know about the hobby. At least that's what I love about it. All right. Anything else that you think you might uh, you're not really sure about? Um. Nah, it's. I mean, you. I don't know what to expect other than what you've told me. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they, uh, it's a pretty big event. Um, they do a really good job of pulling it together in the past that I've seen. Um, I imagine this year will be no different. There's usually some crazy something going on. Uh, so be on the lookout for it. Well, um, here's, here's hoping I can make it this year. I know. I hope so. I'm crossing my fingers. Um, I think uh, if we are going, we're planning on being there coming up on Thursday and being there Friday and Saturday and into Sunday. And then on Sunday, like everybody will be on our way. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're there, uh, come look for us. I will be in the camping area. That's for sure. I'm not, I don't have an RV. Joe, you have an RV? No. You plan on renting one? I mean, we can sleep in the back of my Prius. Yeah, that's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's big enough. Yeah, I know it is. Uh, no, no, we're not. So we're not going to be doing that. Uh, so we'll be in the camping area, wherever that is. Just wander around. I'm sure you'll find us. Uh, I think we'll be trying to wear. Uh, we have shirts that we've uh, picked up. They have our logo on it. So it's a blue shirt. So look for us in blue shirts, maybe. Um, and I'm planning on having a limited run of mugs of listener mugs. Uh, mm-hmm. So just ask us about them. They'll be about $25. And if you purchase them, they help support the podcast. Um, so other than that, I think that's, that's all we have on the subject. That's a missed opportunity. Cause you had gotten, you'd ship down a couple of the host mugs and I should have had me some coffee and one tonight. Oh man, you should have right? done it. Well, I, I'm, you, I'm, you got yours. I'm I'm doing mine in the fly test mug I, I purchased the okay. last time I went. Uh, in honor of I guess our conversation topic. So um oh yeah, that's a good that's a good location to get um build materials. Like if you want to try out the builder phone, if you can bring it back, uh you don't have to pay shipping because you're shipping it. Um there you go. So you can save a, a bundle that way. Um so that, that is something I, th- I was hoping to be able to do last time, but I had my kids with me and all the planes and all the stuff, and we mm-hmm. were packed to the brim. <laughs> there was no <laughs> way. There was no way. I can't believe I, fo- I fit in all the things I purchased while I was there. I was not fitting a case of foam, but 
uh, that's something to consider. Um, if, if that's been an issue, like I know when I put it into the cart and I hit like, okay, cool, I'm going to buy it. And I'm like, oh man, the price just went up by a quarter. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't think I'm going to buy it. <laughs> so, so, uh, that's an opportunity to go and get it and not have to pay shipping costs. Yeah. And it's, it's likely not going to cost you much more in gas. So, all right. Well, I guess that brings us to what a workbench. Uh, yeah. Um, I can go ahead and go first on that one. Um, if, if I get some time to do some work on planes, then I'll be, um, doing some repair work on the Corsair. Um, I still got to build the power pod for the fogey and then continuing on the Depron wing. Okay. But the Corsair has flown, so it just needs some, some patch up work and maybe a paint job. We'll see. Okay. Awesome. I'm excited to see that. What about you? Uh, that brings me to uh, the projects that I started a while back. Uh, car plane is not lost. It seems like it might be forgotten, but it's uh, it's still there. So I'm probably going to get back to that in the J1000, finish those up. The Texan will get its servos, I'm certain, and I'll get that in the air. And I have almost finished filming the Prandtl D build, build video, the FT style build uh, Prandtl D. Okay. Uh, so that be on the lookout for that. Um, when that's done, uh, that'll basically be a build video with a link to plans. Uh, so you can, if you want to build one yourself, please do. And let me know how it flew. That's it. All right. Well, as a reminder, um, you were, looking at the 23rd or the 30th of July as the next potential build night. Uh, so guys just keep your ears peeled on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to, uh, join the discord channel or the discord server because any announcements for build nights will be, uh, put in there or follow us on Facebook because mm-hmm. Matthew tends to post those on facebook Mm -hmm. as well as well as Um, when the episodes come out if you're not following us uh mm -hmm. you can certainly uh follow the facebook page and i know we announce it there too all right well matthew anything else for tonight no that's everything i need tonight uh next time we come back i think we'll be talking back on the history stuff right yeah we were tossing around a couple ideas what we wanted to uh to do because the next episode i think would have it scheduled to be releasing on flight fest the weekend before flight fest uh yeah i think it was the week the weekend of flight fest yeah or weekend after i don't know that'd be the weekend of i just looked at calendar so this one's releasing on the third then the 10th and 17th two weeks later would be flight fest so yeah we've tossed around a couple ideas we might we might uh talk some more history um yeah because originally when we talked about uh, doing the the types of planes, we had discussed maybe doing some deep dives or some, uh, you know, airplane per episode kind of conversations. And so I did a deep dive on Spitfire that nice. we might we might make use of. Okay, good. Yeah, that, that sounds like a perfect thing. I know if we end up talking to some people over at Flight Fest, it'll chance... Chances are that is going to be what we talk about the episode following. Uh, if not, mm-hmm. we'll probably continue the history thing or we'll come up with something totally different. Um, if not, you know, let us know what, what you think. Uh, and let us know what you'd like to 
uh, like to hear about. Oh yeah, absolutely. Always feel free to request that kind of stuff because a lot of times just Matthew and I are trying to say, well, what can we talk about? You know, we don't have years upon years upon years in the hobby. So if there's something you want us to talk <laughs> about, feel free to write in. Yeah. Let us know. You can reach us at Matthew at AviationRCNoob.com or Joe at AviationRCNoob.com or you can reach uh, both of us jointly, AviationRCNoob at gmail.com. Uh, so feel free to reach out. Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. Ask us any questions you may have uh, down in the description of this episode. Of course, mm -hmm. you can find a link to the Discord server. Feel free to join the Discord server so that uh, on future build nights, you can join us, hang out, and have a good time. Yeah. Um, it's it's an awesome yeah. community that's it's pretty active as people kind of sharing what you're doing in the hobby. If you ever need a, a boost or just want, want to get feedback or have a question, there's a ton of guys, that, including Joe and myself, who would be happy to try to help you out. Mm -hmm. I think with that, uh, let's let's wrap it up. Let's uh, say goodnight. All right. Well, guys, as always, thank you for tuning in and listening. Hopefully you have enjoyed this conversation as much as Matthew and I have enjoyed having it. And we will see y'all next time. Bye.